0: We will continue what we are learning in the holy letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12, what the Shears in the Schuster for Sholema for Hinda, Basta, we are learning the act of charity and compassion brings peace in the world and the inner dimension and the obsession with charity and compassion unleashes a tranquility and a guaranteed silence that's never-ending and everlasting. You're going into deep into the difference between Peace and activity, an everlasting, never ending, silent tranquility. We are explaining that in order to understand this, we must see the world from a macro perspective, we must see the world in its entirety, be able to zone out, zone out of my consciousness for a moment, to be able to look with the big picture, to see what is going on in the world every day. We have explained the most magnificent System of the world is that every day The world Although it moves on in chaos aimlessly Everybody in their own miniature life Everything keeps on moving measure for measure It's a tremendous movement When a person looks at this collectively, holistically, panoramically, then they see that in fact the world on its own, if you don't identify with the intelligence of the world, which the mystery of the world, the purpose of the world, then actually it looks like everyone is moving around aimlessly. But nonetheless, systematically, aimlessly, but systematically. And this is extremely important to understand. Because to begin to understand the opposite of peace, the opposite of tranquility, one needs to see very deeply what type of chaotic world he lives in. Because what's going on outside is always going on inside. The world that we see outside is the whole world in its entirety. And the world that's going on inside is the whole entire world of you and me. The world of man in its entirety. To be able to see that in its enormity meaning to be able to step out telescopically and look at the whole world, many countries, many peoples, many nations, everybody moving around aimlessly, moving towards something. No one knows what. But there's something tremendously driving all of humanity, pushing everybody every morning, brand new day, they're pushing to get somewhere. And the same thing is with a person, any Jewish person, even man, woman, a child. You wake up in the morning; there's a tremendous drive that's pushing you every day. And then there's man, historical man, the cosmic man, which means that there's an Adamarishan that was the first man. God created him on the sixth day, and he contained all of creation within him. And he was also on a mission. Somewhere along the line, that mission became fragmented, that mission became corrupt, that mission became a failure, that mission became... Disoriented And in that sense According to the Holy Torah The mission of man became a collective mission Meaning to say all of man, all of humans Entire humanity is that one man Is that Adam Marisha, Other Adam and Entire man, not only all of humanity today but the entire human race, the entire Jewish nation, historically, is one man, one represents one Odom, Odom at It's important to see this with clarity. This is what the holy Kabbalists wanted everybody to see. When they were talking, they were talking primarily to the Kabbalists between themselves, and they spoke in secret code, it was handed down generation to generation. From Sefi Yetzirah, from Odomarishan, and Avram. And the Gemara called this, Maise or Maise Boratius, the secret of creation, and the secret of the chariots which is to see the entire humanity in its collective, to really see the panoramic vision, 6,000 years, the six days of creation, to see the enormous goal and purpose of this world, to see it in its, mag- in its magnificent panoramic vision, which means time and space, to see all of the six days of creation, Unfolding in the 6,000 years But to see it all collectively Meaning to say That man is not only one man And not only even one man The way he sees himself in 15 million Jews But 15 million Jews throughout Hundred and something generations And all of them how they make up One man to see it in its enormity, to understand the depth of this. (laughs) That God created the world in six days, which in essence means That he made, he made lower man, which we would call in Kabbalistic language, the human, the Chava, the wife of man, Knessus Yisrael, Shechina. And on in a general sense, there's Odom Elioi, Odom Shalaki God, the way he narrowed himself down to 10 energies. And of course, the holy Kabbalists never wanted to talk about this for thousands of years, less a person come and materialize this, less a person come and confuse that God's, so to speak, is a physical nature. But nonetheless, the of the Holy Balshamta said that when me and you study these concepts and we make this part of our identity, which means that not only we walk down the street and know the Torah, as in the body of Torah, as in Nigla the Torah, the Gemara and the Halacha and the Musar of Torah. But when we know the secrets of creation, the secrets of the chariot, when we understand those secrets, that's the beginning of the ushering into the Zanic era because we understand the secret of the purpose of the world. And explains the Holy Balatanya in order to understand this, to understand the magnormous, the magnificent and enormous corruption that happened in the world on the sixth day of creation. To understand what we are dealing with for 6,000 years, one must be able to see cosmically. One must be able to see panoramically. And therefore, one must go into deep into Adamatakhtain because all of it lies within you. We made us in the image of God. Now God has no image. And deep down, deep in your core, you have no image either. You are a khele kamim al-mamish. You are part of God. You are part of the divine. You have inside you a power that's infinite, that's indescribable, that's uncorruptible, that's indestructible. That nothing can be said about it. And the highest levels of God, say the Kabbalist is... The Radlah de Lo yasiada. The intelligence of God, God's intelligence is the loyoda yesyoda, it and it's not known and it cannot be comprehended. Even by God Himself, so to speak, the intelligence is not comprehended. And what that means is that infinity is before comprehension. When you look in the mirror and you shudder, when you see deep into your own eyes. And you can't stay in that space for a long time It's because your brain Your mind and your heart cannot comprehend The core of who you are Because the core of who you are is beyond Your mind and your heart It's infinity It's it's eternal And it's infinite It's beyond time Eternal And it's beyond space It's infinite Infinite Infinity and eternity Only two words that could describe it And those are not descriptions at all because it's indescribable. And we all possess that deep inside us because that reflects God. But God, when he created the world, he narrowed himself down to ten energies. And those ten energies are infinite energies. There's the Chokhmah of God, the Bina of God, and the Das of God. And those are infinite energies, indescribable energies, just like the deepest core in yourself. Whoever you are, deep inside you, there is an intelligence that's far beyond anything you can comprehend, an intelligence that's controlling trillions of cells, that never asks the permission from your mind, trillions of cells while you sleep all being controlled all the time by this deep, profound, infinite soul, which is beyond your intelligence. It's an intelligence, but it's beyond your intelligence. So there's a chokhmah that's infinite, and there's a bina that's infinite. There's a knowledge and understanding. So God... Is infinite, he's beyond our comprehension entirely But before the beginning of the world As he was creating the world He created this first world Which is known as Atzillus Which means to narrow himself down To ten energies Which is the visage of man You look at yourself in the mirror And you look at yourself and you see that you're a man Or you see that you're a woman What does that mean? That means that you contain ten energies, and we went through this many times. That in your face, even in your face alone, is there's ten energies. In your face, you have deep inside your brain, you have the intelligence that's known as Chabad, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It's deep in your brain; you can't see it. But then you have two eyes and a nose, which represents your heart. That's directly connected to your physical heart, and it's directly connected to your spiritual heart, which is your kindness. Your strength and your details to hold that kindness, and then your nose, which breathes the life force into both sides of the heart—right eye and left eye—because in your in your head also are these ten energies of man, and then there's two cheeks, which they are not really cheeks deep inside; they can they contain the whole entire energies of Netzach and Hoyt. The two feet. That you carry your body. You have two feet in your face. And those are your right cheek and your left cheek. This deep inside is holding the whole entire face. And then there's the mouth. The mouth is how what's going to allow you the intelligence to be intelligent beyond an animal. To be able to communicate with another person. To be able to be there for another person. To be able to escape your loneliness. To be able to interact, intellectualize with your spouse, with your children. Beginning of man. Adam, Medaber. Other means to be able to talk. Behemoth can't talk. An animal can't talk. And that is the man in your face. And that's your whole entire body is these 10 energies. And these 10 energies mimic God. And then we look at those 10 energies in my core, in my core. But those 10 energies have very little meaning, although they're enormous and infinite. They are then interacting with the world through thought, speech and action. My, my world and my thoughts, nobody's in my thoughts. But in my thoughts, if I am a, if I am a kind person, if my obsession is kindness, do you know what my thoughts look like? If my obsession is intelligence to teach, Could you imagine what a person who knows how to teach, what he sees in his own thoughts? Far beyond what he could speak. And then to actually write it down or actually speak is the world of action, the beginning of the world of action, the world of speaking. The world of speaking, the world of writing, the world of activity, how you're acting, these are three levels. Each one you're covering up the previous level. The thoughts are covering up the core of who you are. Which is the energy itself. Whatever it is. Whether you're a kind person at your core. Or whether you're an intelligent person at your core. You have tremendous genius. Wherever your genius is. That's you're in touch very deeply with one of your ten spheroids, One of your ten energies. And to be able to understand what happened at the moment of the Chet Das means that all of these worlds became separate, fragmented. Who you are in your core, Adam Arishan, you know, who he was in his core, was connected to God, was seeing his Creator all the time. The moment he was born in paradise, all of a sudden, because he ate from the Chet Das, him and Chava, they instantly separated. Machshava di beramaisa fought speech, action, and ego. And now the thought is separate from God and the speech is separate from the thought who's separate from God and the action is separate from the speech that's separate from the thought that's separate from God. And now the ego is trying to steal all of them. Let me hijack my thoughts. Let me hijack my heart. Let me hijack my intelligence. Let me hijack my speaking. Let me hijack my activity. And then the soul becomes sucked in and goes to sleep. And you're full of a life full of trauma. And now God is nowhere to be found in the world. And as we said in the beginning of this year, the world goes around aimlessly. And we walk around aimlessly. But in Yudas Kislev Tov Shinkhoff, 1960, the Lubavitcher ever spoke about this, and he said, deep inside the core of every Jew is the quintessence of his soul, the way it's reflected in the Ten Energies, which means that he gets in touch with his kindness, that I am here for you and not you're here for me. Which is what happened before the Chet Eitsadas, before Adam, Adam, Eve, and the snake, before that introduction of impurity before the selfishness, before the nakedness happened. What does nakedness mean? Nakedness at its core means that I am better than you. I'm going to embarrass you. I'm going to make you feel insignificant. I'm going to show my control I have over you. Which that's the beginning of all sin, because really I am here for you. And then all of these worlds, the thought, the speech and action have become corrupted. I want you for me, when really I'm here for you. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe said that every Jew, the Tikkun of the Cheti 15 million Jews, gonna all get the revelation of God, like was by Kriyas Yamsef, and even greater, they're all gonna be prophets. And they're all gonna discover the secret of humanity from deep within to fix the tree of knowledge of good and bad, to really become like God through knowing your ego. And transcending your ego and using your ego to live a life where you're obsessed with compassion, where you're never looking what you could get from somebody, but only what you could give. Because to discover, to mimic your creator means to be in a state of giving all the time. No matter what is going on. And to give is the highest form of creativity. When God said, I want to partner with Adam, and with, with Chava, God represents Adam and we, the Jewish people, represent Chava. That means to make the woman into the creator, into the giver to make us as the woman of God, collectively, to be giving all the time. We're receiving, we're giving pregnant potential, we're making everything real. That is the secret of humanity, to understand that the greatest joy of bliss that there is in this life is to be the creators of the world, means to to shake up the world, to change the nature of the world, which means to give and not to get. To be in a space of giving, which means that to restore thought, speech, and action back to the core, which is the first energy of God. Which, why did God create the world? Because he wanted to give. What did he put deep inside every single human being, every Jewish human being? The ability to give, not to get. Not so I could give what I could get from you, Abba, you, but with bartering husband and wife, which I love you if you love me, but if you betray me, I'll betray you. To realize that I love you despite what you're going to do. Because love is undefinable, unattachable. To get in touch with the essence, fitness, to get in touch with the core of man, which means to be the way I am Adam Damala earlier, to fix the sin of Eve, but to do it on your own, to become a self-made woman. That through, when Mashiach's gonna come, every woman is gonna give birth every day without her husband. Because the Jewish consciousness is gonna change, become a hybrid one with God. And in that space we will walk hand in hand, all of history, Jewish history will be rectified. 6,000 years of Jewish souls, all as the man, as the human of God, the woman of God, walking hand in hand, husband making his wife the queen, the queen, the wife making husband the king. And each one doing the same thing to each other all the time. Never for the queen to think about, I'm queen, but I want to make you king. And never for the king to think, I want to be king, but I want to make you queen. That is the fixing of the chet And that happens when we become obsessed with charity. Because when you become obsessed with charity and you're not looking for something in return, you have to begin to touch the compassion that he's talking about in this world, the compassion that he's talking about in this parrot, which is indefinable, indescribable, and the compassion itself is the reward.